Welcome, everyone, to Alter Echo, the pulpit voice of me, Andy Smith, pastor of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota. I am so glad you are along. Let's come now together into the presence of God. Well, hello, everyone. I'm glad you found your way to Alter Echo again this weekend. We've got a good community of people listening to this podcast every single weekend, and it's growing. And I want to continue to invite you to share this with your own family and friends as well, as it is one way to continue to grow in our faith. That's the primary reason for this podcast. We are all over the place in our lives right now. We all realize that and find it. And we sometimes don't have access to churches we know it in a traditional fashion. Sometimes we don't even have access to church on YouTube like we've been doing for the last year. So here we are with a podcast that we can play through the radio in our car or play through our headphones while we're waiting in between hockey or basketball games or a dance competition or anything that uh, takes us away for the weekend. I think one of the callings of the Christian is to continue to be faithful even as life moves and, and, and changes for us and takes us away from things that maybe are consistent. And so one of the challenges that we face in our time is watching all kinds of people walk away from faith because they don't take the option of finding creative ways and new ways to continue to be faithful. Or because for a variety of reasons, perhaps, faith has turned them off in our time. That's so sad for me as a pastor to hear, of course. But we together can be people of hope and bright lights for our friends and our neighbors who have maybe walked away from faith, and we can help them find new ways to re-engage, to ask God to, to open up their minds and hearts again, to spark some new inspiration in them. So here I am just asking all of us together to be evangelists, to share the faith, to tell the story, to talk about how good God is in our lives. All right, now, can I share one great experience that I had last weekend here at St. John's Church in in Lakeville, Minnesota? Easter Sunday, of course, and I do hope you all had warm and meaningful Easter celebrations this year. I almost kind of think to myself, how could we not have a hope-filled Easter celebration this year? Easter speaks to everything in our lives that has died or that has been challenging or that has been hurtful. And here we've come through an entire year of a pandemic and all kinds of other challenges that have made us wonder about sometimes even our own sanity, for crying out loud. And Easter speaks a word of love to us. Easter speaks that power of God to overcome all things. Easter speaks that promise that holds you, that God holds you in every moment and never lets you go. And so how could Easter not be a great moment of hope in this past year especially? So here's the, um, here's the scene that I'm going to describe. I stand on a platform out in front of our church because we're still not back in church for services yet. Two more weeks though, so there's hope. But as I stand on this platform, I speak through microphones and speakers for anybody who can hear who might be outside of their vehicle, but otherwise, people in their cars are listening on the radio. But I invited people on Sunday to get out of their cars because it was such a nice Sunday. It was warm, and the sun, as the morning went on, grew warmer and warmer and brighter and brighter and just more joyful and alive. 
uh, each 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 moment in that morning. So I invited people to get out of their cars, to listen to the gospel, to stand by their cars, just like we would stand in church on a Sunday when the gospel is read. They got out little by little, tentatively, but peer pressure took over, <laughs> and more and more people got out. Almost everyone got out of their cars and stood by their car doors, many with the door and the window open so they could hear through the radio, but all of them able to hear through the speakers as well. Hundreds of cars in our parking lot, the sun beaming down on them, the sound of the gospel echoing off the buildings around us. This was really the altar echo. And I just stood there and took it all in as I was reading God's holy word. All these people standing at attention, they were honoring God and praising the risen Christ. And it was just a sight to behold. It was like the holy version of La La Land, if you remember the scene from that movie on the freeway. But it was gorgeous and deep and beautiful. Anyway, I thought you might enjoy that little story today. Should we get to the gospel? It's from the same chapter as last week, Luke 24, but it's the story of Jesus meeting the disciples, two people on the road to Emmaus. Here's what it says, Luke 24, 13 to 35. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? What things, Jesus asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but they didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, How foolish you are, and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter into his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us. For it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, 
and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures for us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven and those with them assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. Everyone, this is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Today's sermon is called, Give Us Good Heartburn, Lord. So I say these words to you first, friends. In this holy Easter season of God's victory of life for us and God's world, grace to you and peace from God the Creator and from our risen and living Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, it is still my all-time favorite Easter story. A little girl was asked by her Sunday school teacher what she thought Jesus said first when he rose from death and came out of the tomb. She thought for just a second, and her mind turned on, and then she exclaimed, I think he said, (laughs) ta-da! Where where would we be without the joy and the humor of kids? Here in our gospel today, we do have what Jesus first said on that original Easter day. It occurred on Easter evening, out on a dusty road between Jerusalem and another little village named Emmaus, with a fellow named Cleopas and someone else who didn't even get named. I'm going to maybe even imagine that it was his wife. And they were out heading home after a deeply disappointing day when Jesus' body was gone from the tomb. And people just couldn't imagine resurrection. They could only think his body maybe had been stolen. And Jesus' death then was still the end. Yet here, Jesus came alongside these two people who didn't recognize him at all, and he spoke his first resurrection words to them. What are you discussing with each other while you walk along? In their grief, in their despair probably, that the master didn't turn out to be the Messiah that he said he was, even in their anger maybe, that they felt duped perhaps after following him, They looked at him and said something to the effect of, Are you kidding? (laughs) Are you this clueless? Are you literally the only one who doesn't know what took place in these last days? There is certainly, in this Gospel of Luke, more than a hint of disgust and even a mocking way Cleopas talked to Jesus. So they go on, to give every detail of Jesus' life as the one they had put all their hope in. Had, I said, past tense. Their hope was obliterated. And they tell in grief and pain about his crucifixion and the promise of his resurrection and even the word they'd heard that Jesus was not in the tomb. But that's all the further they could go with their understanding. 
Their minds and vision and imagination were at a dead end because no one had yet seen the risen Christ, as far as they knew. Even though in that moment, there they were, looking the risen Christ square in the eyes. The gospel says their eyes were kept from recognizing him. Today, we have to ask, are our eyes kept from recognizing Jesus when he comes to us? If so, why? Why don't we recognize the risen Christ in our midst? The beautiful rest of this story is that those followers of Jesus invited Jesus, urged him, in fact, to stay with them and have a meal. They were practicing good Jewish hospitality, something we Lutherans are awfully good at also. Hospitality, welcoming somebody in, you know, sitting down and taking a load off and, and, and growing friendships and visiting over coffee and bars. <laughs> Sometimes we've even called coffee and bars or coffee and donuts Norwegian communion. That's my second favorite type of communion, by the way. It is a communion of sorts, though, isn't it? But Jesus took them up on their offer and over coffee and donuts, or as the gospel says, over the breaking of bread. There they recognized Jesus. And he vanished immediately from their sight as they were finally opened to him, raised from the dead and alive. And they, in that moment, admitted that their hearts had been burning within them while they were walking on the road with him. Heartburn. Jesus gave them heartburn. <laughs> this, was, this was good heartburn, though. This wasn't a half a pepperoni pizza heartburn. No way. This is burning hearts when Jesus is present with us. And when faith sees him in ways far bigger than just the limited vision we have with our own eyes, faith is real sight. Faith opens us up and takes us far beyond our limits and all that clouds our vision. Why do you suppose Cleopas and his companion couldn't recognize Jesus that first Easter night? Perhaps it was because their eyes were bowed low to the ground in grief. I'm sure of it. Tears were flowing. Everything was garbled and watery. Their grief shut out their hope. We've been in that situation before too, haven't we? It's natural. At least right when death happens, our brains can't take it all in. And shock and sadness just naturally take hold for the time being. But what about other things that limit our vision of what is around us and take over and even create new artificial visions in our minds? What about having strong preconceptions about things or assumptions we don't want anyone to change? <laughs> You've heard the phrase, I've got my mind made up, don't confuse me with the facts. Well, how often does that describe us? Strong opinions can be blinding, of course. Stubbornness is absolutely crippling. 
Too often, probably, our strong opinions and preconceived notions shut out our faith and cause us to miss Jesus, even when Jesus is right in our midst. I think this is what may have happened on the road to Emmaus a bit. When did those followers of Jesus finally recognize him as their risen Savior? (laughs) When Jesus broke bread with them. Yes, it does remind us of Holy Communion, as it should. We should recognize that Christ is absolutely, fully, truly present with us in the bread and the wine of Holy Communion. But it even more importantly, should remind us that we recognize Jesus most clearly and immediately whenever we see his broken body. Take this bread and eat of it, all of you, he said to us. This is my body broken for you. When we remember Jesus' broken body on the cross, in place of sinful humanity, we recognize Christ breaking himself for us, for us. When we see his broken body suffering for those in the world who suffer especially, even us in our own suffering, this is when Christ comes very close to people, to us, and is especially present. Faith understands this. And our eyes of faith recognize Christ in these places, in places of suffering where he puts himself, in places of need, in places where Jesus would bring himself low, especially for these people in those situations, because this is who God is. And this is who we yearn to know and love and follow. One who is willing to break his own body for the sake of others and even in place of our own breakages of our bodies and lives. This is, in fact, everyone, the true glory and grandeur of God. It is love outpoured in the most needy places of life. This goodness should just burn in our hearts. Good heartburn. It should tell us that God is right here healing people, loving people, even us. This season of Easter, we are zeroing in on the glory and the grandeur of our risen Easter Savior, Jesus Christ. The glory and the grandeur of how God moves and then draws us in to his peaceable, loving, healing, and victorious kingdom on earth as it is in heaven as we pray. Here's my invitation to you today. On our website, www.sjlcl.org. It stands for St. John's Lutheran Church, Lakeville. Easy to remember. sjlcl.org. You can find it as well in the description of the podcast today. There is a column entitled Easter 2021. Right there, it's in the middle of the page toward the top. Right there, 
you'll see an image of a famous painting of the Road to Emmaus story from today. Click on it and read an interesting article about the artist and this painting. Next, though, right below that, is a button entitled Easter Season Toolkit. Click on that to open the toolkit. It's a PDF. It'll open up in a separate window. Scroll down to today, April 11th, and read the story I have included entitled The Ragman. It's just a bit of homework to complete this message this week. The story is by Walt Wangren, a great Lutheran pastor and writer. So powerful about Jesus' willingness to break his own body in order to heal the lives of people who are broken, people who suffer, people who are hurting, people who are broken by their own sin, or people who are cast out in this world in which we live. Read The Ragman. Take it as holy literature, a holy story that conveys the love, hope, and joy of the Easter gospel of our Savior Jesus, the broken, crucified, and risen Christ and Messiah for our world. And then, everyone, may your hearts burn with God's glory and grand love. Amen. And now God's word is alive in us again anew. And we get the blessing of being called to let it echo through us out into the world in which we live. Everyone, if you wish to give your offering now to support things like this podcast and the work and ministry of St. John's Church in Lakeville, Minnesota, I invite you to do that. Please go to our website at sjlcl.org. I'll repeat it, sjlcl.org. And up in the right-hand corner, you'll see a little button named Donate. Hit that button and you can give your offering to God and for the work of God in the world through this church in Lakeville, Minnesota. Thank you in advance for the gifts and the offerings that you give. And now as we go on our way, we are sent with the blessing of peace, the benediction. Dear friends, may the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, till we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God loves you, everyone. God be with you until next week.